Welcome to the Jesus 360 podcast, a devotional guide to the names and descriptions of Jesus given to us by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Brother Daniel and myself, Blair Phillips, will be co-hosting today's discussion on Jesus, the one who confesses our names before the Father. And so we are in Revelation chapter 3, verse 5, in the letter that's being dictated to the church in Sardius, and we are in the section of the overcoming. And uh, I'm just going to read verse 5. It says, He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. And so in the last podcast, we talked about those names being written in the book of life, but now we see a practical uh, application of what Jesus is doing with those names, that he actually takes those into conversation with his Father, and he takes our names, those who will overcome, those who will prevail, and um, those who will be saved for all of eternity. And he actually goes and speaks them to the Father. I'd love our audience to uh, just meditate upon that image of Jesus and the, the perfect Son going to the perfect Father in a perfect relationship and holy communion and opening up a book and reading your name to the Father and actually testifying to the Father that um, that He is uh, proud, that He is not ashamed of us, that He is willing to declare to the Father that these are the fruits of His redemption. These are the fruits of their plan of redemption, of Jesus even uh, uh, taking off the glory of God and becoming like man and going to the cross. And so, Brother Daniel, this is a, a glorious and very intimate description of Jesus. I'd love for you to share with us your thoughts on this. Well, I'd like to invite our audience to uh, identify with this Jesus in this manner. That uh, if we just think of it as individual, that Jesus is confessing our name before the Father, maybe we cannot understand the gravity of how important this is. Imagine yourself in a very, very large family, maybe a family of 300. Obviously, this is not normal and maybe uh, even not real for some people, but when you have maybe a um, great-grandparents or great-great-grandparents who are still alive and you have five generations of offspring uh, that, that goes down the family tree, when you do a re, uh, get-together of about two, three hundred people with five generations in there, that uh, I, I guarantee you, even when the patriarch or the grandfather, grandmother who is, who is leading that five generation, he might not be able to remember all the names of all the grandkids, great-grandkids and great-great-grandkids. And, and there's present there. And so imagine a large organization with 50,000 employees. The CEO and the president might not know the name of every single person within the organization or king within a kingdom. And here comes Jesus bringing a name to the Father, having this divine dialogue, and he's confessing the name. In other words, it tells us that Jesus knows us by name. Not only he knows by name, he advocates for us. He's not ashamed to call us brethren and he mentioned our name. Now, you have to understand that within a very, very large family or organization or kingdom, sometimes when the person's name is mentioned before the king or the patriarch or the father or the great, 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 great grandfather, it's not always about good things. There are a lot of 
gossips, a lot of uh, slandering in large communities and all that kind of thing. You know, there's not always good reports that's brought to the person of authority. But in this particular situation, you have Jesus. He's not ashamed to call us brethren and he's boldly confessing our name before the Father because he knows that we are with him and he has purchased us with the blood of the Lamb, his own royal blood. So two things that I want us all to take note. Number one, he knows us by name. There are so many scriptures that I've included in my devotional that will encourage every one of you to search those scriptures and, and have this confidence and this assurance that our God, even though He has 7 billion people uh, plus in 2019 on planet Earth and all the generation that have come before us and the generation that uh, will come after us if Jesus tarry and, and all these names of different nations and spelling and complexity and pronunciation, He knows by name because He's invested and he's interested. Not only he knows us by name, he is not ashamed to have a conversation in that divine dialogue with the Father. You can take, have a glimpse about that in his prayer for the successive generation of believer, beginning with the apostle in John chapter 17. You can see that when Jesus was choosing the 12 apostles, he knew them by name. He prayed about them. He prayed through with the Father all night in order to choose the 12 disciples. When he prayed for Peter, before Peter denied Jesus three times, uh, he prayed for Peter by name. So I want to encourage you, if you think that no one really noticed you, if no one really knows you and your name is not important, you know how many young people, teenagers, school kids are just wondering whether they're invisible and sometimes they do some naughty thing, rebellious thing in order just to get some attention and just to get their name. Or people post all kinds of Instagram, YouTube video, Facebook Live, and some really nasty thing and unconventional thing just to get attention and say, hey, give me some eyeball moment over here. Pay attention to me. I'm here. I exist on planet Earth. I'm making a distinctive contribution. You know, I just want to encourage all of you, don't do that. Jesus knows you. He knows you by name. And he's not ashamed to call you brethren because he purchased you with his blood on the cross of Calvary. You belong to him. You're part of his family. And before the Father, you can know that he's the one who is having this conversation, having this intercession time about you. Now, if you're wondering whether he has the capacity to pray and know everyone, I guarantee you he has because he's God and he's omniscience and he's omnipotent. He has all the power, he has all knowledge, and he's utilizing that in order uh, to really build a relationship with the covenant people that he loves. Blair, that's so exciting to know that we serve a God. We are in relationship with a God who is interested to know us and know us by name. You know, as a pastor, that's one of the biggest challenge. As your church grows larger, larger and larger, it's harder and harder to remember everybody's name. And as your church member begin to have more kids and more grandkids, you have to remember all their kids' name and their grandkids' name. You know, we have people with 11 kids in our church. Well, I don't claim to remember all their names. I remember their oldest daughter's name 
and because the oldest daughter was so unique and I was there. But when you get number two, number three, number four, and the number of young people here are all having many kids right now. Mostly I remember the first and the second child. By the time they reached three, four, five, I remember them by face. I'm losing track of the name. That is such a challenge. But Jesus remembers by name. Jesus remembers. And what I find another level of, of fascination is that Jesus does not just know, but I believe that he helped inspire giving that name. And, uh, and you know, one that he helped give that name, but then as we see in the Bible so often is that names have meanings, names have callings, names have purposes that he um, wishes to reveal himself through to others. And uh, as you even write in your devotional, the naming of someone can uh, affect the whole heritage of that person. As Jacob was named Israel, and then Israel became the nation. And that was the name that they have over their nation, the Prince of God. Well, both my children, uh, we prayed and we sought the Lord before we named them. And uh, they were aptly named because they were walking in their calling and destiny according to the name God gave them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very remarkable. Uh, our names are not small matter. I think we, we, uh, we have to take note that the Lord really interact with us around our name. Yes, and so, brother Daniel, how do we pray this in this Jesus three sixty model? Well, it's obvious. Like Jesus, if you are the one who who confess my name before the Father, therefore I know that I am known by you, and the Father by name. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who's known by you. I don't have to doubt that whether Daniel is known by God. Hey, I'm over here, God. You know, I'm known by God. I'm known by, I'm known by the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, who is one. And because I'm known by them, then I can have a, a bold, confident, restful, intimate relationship with them. It's like when you know someone by name, you have that relationship, that, that ability to communicate you know, more than just a stranger or relating to them by function. Mm-hmm. And I just uh, want to encourage our audience that know that we are in our identity, one that is known by God, by name. And that name is mentioned before the Father by Jesus. And uh, that is such a beautiful thing. And But there is a reverse side of warning. He's Jesus, I'll blot out your name mm-hmm. from the the. Lamb's Book of Life mm-hmm. is coming up. He is also the one who can blot out the name. That means remember no more. The name shall be remembered no more. That's a scary prospect. But he's a God who remembered the name and confessed the name, but also the God who can blot out our name. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so scary. But at the same time, the the, the fact that we're known mm-hmm. and that he's not ashamed to articulate our name. Imagine Jesus' mouth saying the name, calling our name. Oh, I, I just know that when our loved one call our name, it is so sweet. I think this is an opportune time to reflect back of why or to whom these promises are being given and for what they're supposed to be overcoming. And this is the church that Jesus said, uh, you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. I know your works, but they are not sufficient. They are uh, not in fullness. And so Jesus is challenging um, their obedience. Jesus is challenging the intent of their heart. And I think 
this challenge of obedience, this challenge of, of, of uh, sincerity within our souls as we uh, walk in our obedience before the Lord, uh, that Jesus is challenging and offering this promise of overcoming that. If you will fully obey, if you will uh, give me the sincerity of your heart, I will sincerely declare your name before my Father. And uh, so, Jesus, we thank you that you are the one who will confess the names of the overcomers before your Father. And because you are this one, we are the ones who you will confess by the grace of the Holy Spirit working inside us to produce obedience and sincerity within our souls. And so we ask you today, fill us with conviction in any area of our lives in which we are being half-hearted in our walk with you. Any areas of our lives that we've hit the cruise button, that we are um, even trying to fade into the background and letting the, the general community uh, look good and make us look good. Father, we ask that you would reveal in our souls these areas that we might confess, that we might repent, that we might be watchful, and that we might truly be, the, be those whom you confess with great joy before your Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us for this Jesus 360 podcast, and we invite you to join us next time as we continue on through the names and descriptions of Jesus in the book of Revelation. You satisfy my soul you satisfy my soul you satisfy my soul with your love you satisfy my soul you satisfy